A bunch of D-Gens trash Modines too, sadly, forcing Gail to call in her cousin Bradley, who the Hicks all adore, he's a killer to the core, but the night wound up ending very badly. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we're once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is a stone cold killer. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the vigorous Victor. How are you now? How are you now? All right, let's get started. How was your week? Oh, today's lineup is going to be Matt, Tanya, Victor, and Al. So, Matt, why don't you start us off? How was your week? Um, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to preface this with saying I'm going to talk about something that's uh, been a bit painful this week. Um, But on the biggest reason that you should always talk about shit because, uh, yeah, it'll eat you up. So last and I also start with saying last week I made a couple comments early in the show around something that, you know, I'm the type who downplays things until I have a little more context or, you know, I usually use the saying, um, don't stress about something until you have something to stress about. That's and, my motto uh, too. this one sort of bit me in the ass a bit. Yeah. Um, so to, to get to it, you know, my, my family received some really bad news, um, Friday morning that, um, our beloved puppers, uh, effectively from what we understand is dying. So uh, I know I made some jokes about her not eating. Uh, we thought it was just uh, kennel cough. And when we took her in for some x-rays last Friday, they found a massive um, growth on her lungs, uh, pressing on her heart. Um, so we're kind of just in the stage right now, better understanding what we're looking at before some um, potential bigger decisions being made. So yeah i mean so it's been pretty shit uh well, yeah. she's not sleeping much uh she we're getting food in her right now we're making sure she's comfortable um we got some follow-up appointments next week um but we're all just yeah loving the hell out of this thing until we have a better understanding uh definitely been a hard week um mm-hmm. but pressing on and and what i'll ask him mean, you guys can make a couple comments but let's we can talk about this for a minute but then I know, Al, I told you earlier this week that I was hesitant whether I'd be joining tonight because mm-hmm. I really didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but I, I opted to still come through because I, I love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a, it's a brighter point in my weeks, and uh, I figured it'd be a good distraction. So we can talk about this for a second, but then let's, let's get back on track and uh, let's help me and all of us enjoy this fun show and this fun podcast. And uh, and move on with the evening. All right. Well, sorry to hear about about your dog. What, what's your dog's name? Uh, Ollie. Ollie. Oh, that's right, Ollie. Ollie. Yeah, and, she, and she's only six, so yeah. it, it kind of caught us off guard, mm-hmm. like insanely. We didn't think anything of this. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I was making so making light of it last week, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like a dick. Well, uh, but you you, you couldn't you couldn't know, and you don't need to blame yourself for that. Uh, no, and so. I don't. But I mean, it's like it's one of those things, you know. Like I said, I, I downplay things until yeah. I have something to actually stress about. And turns out this uh, this was kind of the worst kind of th- outcome to come out of this situation. So yeah. Yeah. we're gonna deal with it as a family and uh, do what we need to do because we love the hell out of this thing. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's tough. It's it's a it's a downside. I mean, we were just talking about. Yeah, I said how. You know, we're we're all falling into the Christmas spirit, and it's not mm-hmm. really feeling that way right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it probably won't, but mm-hmm. that's okay. We'll still we'll still get through it, and uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. 
Yeah, well, let's try to let's try to make you laugh tonight if we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this one, <laughs> this one did it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Tanya, how was your week? Well, now I don't want to follow up the sad. <laughs> oh no, no, please do, please do. I'm begging you. No, I'm I, so I, I sorry. Asked this. I'm so I sorry, Matt. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Tanya. My 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 condo- my condolences for the situation you're going through. It's it's not easy. I had a cat for 18 years, so I I feel you. Uh, the the love that you put into them, it's uh it's definitely hard uh, to see them when when they are suffering, suffering yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Thank you. So, um, my week, my week has been so busy, but what happened this week that was funny and that hopefully I'll, I'll put a a smile on your faces. Um, so I had this awkward, awkward moment and I kind of thought back to the whole Matt and his dad and the lemon party scenario. Not that we're going down that road. Please let's not go. Not that we're going down that road. I don't know where you're going. Dad, dad, if you, so my I found out my dad has been listening to something. Look up lemon party. Yeah, do not look up. Yeah. You know what? I did I did look up Lemon Party last week after because I said I would. Um but I didn't see the video. I just saw a person watching the video yeah. and that was enough for me. Yeah. I didn't need to see the video. I got the gist of what was happening in it and then their facial expressions told me this is something you can't unsee if you see it. So yeah. I just, that was enough. So I didn't, I didn't call. go down the road any further. Yeah. Our but, buddy, Stephen Walker on, on the, the DM group, uh, he was very curious as to whether you looked it up or not. I, I, I did. I did <laughs> look it up, but not the, the actual. Yeah. Okay. Where are so, you going with this? So this is where I'm going with this. So, <laughs> it's a wreck so far. So, yeah. it's a wreck. It's, so I had one of those moments uh, this week that I just, just was, it was really, it was, an awkward, awkward moment. So uh, my my oh, dad. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so my dad was uh, coming over just to help us with the last of the the things that needed to get done during this whole renovation process. So um, we ran out of money on our budget, and we decided we can't replace the bedroom doors upstairs, um, which would have been like the last little piece that that the house would have needed. But anyways, we decided to paint them and just put new handles on them and make them look new again. So we went out and bought the handles and uh, my dad said he'd come by. Doorknobs. Doorknobs. Yeah, sorry, doorknobs. And that my dad would come by and he would put them on for us. So I, I, I had them all out for him and he says, so let me get this straight. The one with the lock on it, that's for your bedroom. <laughs> And he kind of gave me that like half smile uh-huh. that it was going to be for my bedroom door. And I was like that most awkward, like very. So, so flashback to my, my teenagehood, I walked in on my parents. Oh, so, that so, explains so, a lot. so that, so, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was like one of those like winks to like the past and, and like, oh yeah, you better. Yeah. So it was, really awkward i needed to get the hell out of the room as fast as i could and i'm like yeah that's right and then i left and then i'm like ick i just had that ick kind of awkwardness look on the bright side you're breaking the the cycle this won't happen to our kids because we're we're being responsible i want to yeah i like our son is our son is 13 you you can't take that away if if he were to see that would break him right so so that's (laughs) my that's my christmas present to him yikes (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, uh, Victor, save us from this. And you've got some explaining to do because you shared with us a picture of you talking to Chris Hadfield, Canadian astronaut, and jamming with him, too. What the hell is that all about? Yeah. No, that's just trick photography. But oh. uh, no, we, we, we did have him join us uh, at our uh, meeting, uh, and he gave a very... <laughs> Uh, very uplifting, very uplifting uh, kind of speech or more of a conversation mm-hmm. where we got to ask questions. And it was just it was a really, really special thing uh, to to kind of be a part of. I bet. Um, and uh, yeah, just feel feel very, very fortunate about that. And um, uh, we even got a little bit of early uh, you know news about uh, the big story about that. Maybe our friends uh, uh, over the border don't know about, but uh, uh, about. Uh, Canadians being able to uh, go to the moon in two years. So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, yeah, so, we're sending Canadians to the moon. I saw that yeah. uh, that story this week as well. But uh, yeah, no, he it was it was just really, his, he shared his views on this year, on this past year. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, to just get his perspective, it was really, really refreshing. And uh, the other things, you know, he's, you know, like in all the, all the things that we do every day, one thing that he does is, um, uh, he always thinks about what are the top ten things, the worst things that could could potentially happen to him or to his closest ones, and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and say, okay, well, let's say that does happen. Let's say my father has a heart attack, or mm-hmm. let's say you know this happens to my dog, right? Like what all these worst possible things, and then what would we do in those situations? How would we prepare for those situations? So when it happens, then you kind of feel like you know what I've studied for this exam, mm-hmm. I've done this. Um, and, and, and then you kind of feel like you're in a little bit more control about things that you don't have control over. Right. Uh, and you know, this, this coming from a test pilot, it's coming from someone where, you know, 99% of work at NASA is preparing for the worst possible scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, what, because if everything goes right, there's not much you need to do. And but also, yeah. And giving up control when you're strapped to the top of a rocket and there's not much you can really absolutely. do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even, even that, like he shared his experiences in terms of feeling isolated when, you know, you can't really go anywhere. You, you have to make it work where you are with a very small number of people with a, in a very, uh, you know, enclosed environment. So that was really, really cool just to listen to all that. And uh, again, just felt very um, privileged to be able to uh, experience that. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I have very to, cool. I have to say, Matt, you know, obviously uh, um, it's terrible what you're going through and, um, uh, as you know, I was kind of going through the same. My family was going through something similar uh, not too long ago, and being part of these podcasts while Pumpkin was upstairs suffering um, it actually helped me. Mm-hmm. Helped me because there's nothing that I could really do for her um, except you know the things that our our her her doctors were telling us that we could do, yeah. and then you're kind of out of control. and And I felt like doing something that can calm you down, distract you. Um, bring you back, bring you some normality so that you can get, be re-energized when you're going back to her. Um, uh, it, it really helped me in that time. And, you know, we're not really out of the woods, you know, um, she has second stage, uh, kidney failure. So we know things are going to get worse again, but every moment that she's with us, we're just cherishing it, enjoying it. And, uh, it's the suffering. That's the hardest part, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, anything that you can do to bring, to just continue with the normal routine and normal things for me that helped. So um, so good on you that you're 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 here today. Hopefully yeah, that'll yeah. kind of uh, get 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 your mind off things. Uh, and the final thing that I want to uh, say, uh, Al, is mm-hmm. uh, 
um, uh, extraordinary hippo. There's this wonderful story because, you know, we, we brought hippos into this uh, family. So we'll, we'll yeah, have to share a story. So this extraordinary hippo that um, saved a zebra from drowning. And uh, <laughs> oh, my. And I just so I just have to share this with our with our community. Is there a video on that? It, you know, uh, so if you go to YouTube and you just type in extraordinary hippo, you'll get the video. And there's a link to the actual article where you get a little more insight about it. I don't know how recent it is, but the story story is just incredible. And, you know, uh, that hippo didn't need to do anything, but he saw this baby zebra get, I'm not using the word the hero way. when I talk about this hippo, but this hippo was a hero. He couldn't, he, it, 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 it was a true hippo hero, uh, uh, on Christmas morning, just oh, like the song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, I needed to share that. Yeah, we, uh, and, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna share one additional sort of on that note. We we watched, we read a really funny story this week uh, circulating the internet about Frank the Christmas gargoyle. If you haven't caught on to this shit, you have to. It's Frank really funny. The it, Christmas. It, and the reason this made me think of this was so someone had a gargoyle sitting on their front porch and they put a Santa hat on it, and <laughs> some Karen showed up and left a note saying, "This isn't Christmas. You need to remove this from your porch." Oh my. So. This simple action ensued a battle between the owner of this gargoyle and this Karen, who then kept up, up in their game, putting, um, they put like skeletons on their porch mm -hmm. and dressed them all Christmassy. And then at one point, this is where the, the, the thing hits, is they put a, uh, a hippo on the porch. And the person wrote back <laughs> saying, this has nothing to do with Christmas. And the response from the owner was, are you kidding me? Hippos are Christmas as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I meant to play this uh, today, and I completely forgot, but you reminded me. This is for you, exactly. Victor. Exactly. Greatest song ever. I still don't understand the whole hippo thing, but fine. <laughs> yeah, they got a whole song devoted to them. It's Christmas as fuck. It's brilliant. Yeah. This song was, like, written when? I don't know. It's, this it's is old. Like it's old. old. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> I love it. How many? Here's the question, Victor. Next. Yes, madam. How many hippopotamus songs are there? Songs oh, written about the hippopotamus. I want to know that now. Are there? Yeah, I mean, is, is I'm, it a I'm thing? Sure there's an answer out there, but I, I would like to. I would like to think it's infinite. Infinite. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So. Uh, better yeah, let, let, I'm gonna. He he can't find the stop. I can't there find. We there go. we go. <laughs> 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 turn it off. Uh, one job, Al. One job. One. Okay. A. No, I've got a million and one jobs, but thanks. <laughs> Makes it look that easy. <laughs> I try to make it. I don't make it look easy at all. Uh, all right. So my week. I, I don't have much to say, uh, Matt. I'm I'm so glad you joined us today. I know that all week you were, you were, you didn't know whether you could or not, and uh, and I mean no one would have blamed you uh, if you didn't. But uh, I'm I'm happy you did, and uh, you know best to you and 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 uh, and your family uh, going through this. Hopefully, um, you know. I, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. if if there's a way to if there's a way to for a cure, great or or treatment, great. If not, hopefully, you know, the suffering uh, can end soon. Um, That's it. Yeah. And uh, as far as my week goes, uh, it, it was kind of a boring, plain week, so I won't bother you with with the details. I'll just move on to our word from our sponsor, uh, who is Dennis Guggen, and he is the owner and proprietor of Dennis Guggen's Custom Funko Pop Culture Collectible Vinyl Figures. 
And guess what? Ours are in the mail. They're on their way. I can't wait to get them. Woo-hoo! I can't wait. And then and post some pictures. They look amazing. Uh, if you don't know what a Funko Pop is, figure it out. For the rest of you, check out Dennis's work. He creates fun- custom Funko Pop characters of anyone you can think of. Some of my favorites of his include Eddie Van Halen, Mike Tyson, Eminem, uh, the entire cast of Letter Kenny, and you. That's right. You can have your own custom Funko Pop of you or someone you love or hate if that's your kink. Uh, either way, Dennis is your man. Uh, check out his work on Facebook or Instagram at DG Pop Customs. Drop him a line if you're interested in a custom Funko Pop of your own. Uh, and we'd like to thank Dennis for uh, his support this whole um, season, season three. He's been our sponsor for the entire season. So, um, He'll be with us for one more uh, episode. Uh, and so speaking of which, there's going to be an opening for uh, season four sponsors. So if anyone's interested in partnering up with us, uh, you know, uh, I think Dennis has re- re- reaped the benefits. So if uh, you'd like to, um, you know, get a, a full season worth of shoutouts from us and, and we can work something out, uh, drop us a line at Produce Dan Pod on Twitter. And speaking of support. Here we go. Uh, we have oh, wow. uh, 61 new Twitter followers this week. Uh, it, it's just. Oh, my the, goodness. What's our total at then? Uh, we're over 400 now. Uh, the um, season nine is coming up. And so excitement is ramping up like in eight days. Uh, season nine will drop. So I think people are getting back into watching the show and catching up and remembering. I mean, some most people who watch Letter Kenny have watched season the season once, twice, three times over already. So uh I feel like we're we're reaping the, the benefits of the season nine uh uh um in uh news. Anyway, here we go. Welcome to new Twitter followers. Kirk B from BC Bob's Basement Podcast. That's Bob Willette, Bingo Bob from the Toronto Radio, if anyone uh, uh listens for, uh, to Toronto radio, Evan Graham, Carrie C from Vancouver, Tanya, not this Tanya, but another Tanya, find me a brewery, uh, Greg, may it just, uh, maybe it just needs a little love. Uh, Diane Mc- McDade, Brian meat, brain meat, not Brian meat, <laughs> brain meat. <laughs> uh, did, can you believe I've never practiced? Uh, Patrick McBride from Bryant, Arkansas, uh, Michael Pippinger, uh, Ken's from Michigan, SV Quail 2, Little Bud Peep from Backwards Pansatucky, <laughs> Ayana, uh, Colby Raffleson, sounds like a hockey player, I don't know, um, Hot Mess. You're thinking of Colby Armstrong. Oh, okay. Hot Mess Express, Christine from Dayton, Ohio, Steve Heston, Pamela Pisha from Illinois, or Pika, uh, Figgy, Evan, uh, Michelle Gentile, uh, single dad from hall, a hall, single dad from a Hallmark movie from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, this is Brian Ruppel, Jenny, uh, Todd Stratton from Seattle, Chi-Chi Cyan from West Virginia, Dina Schools from Portsmouth, uh, Virginia, Logan Dav- David Alcock from Cornerbrook, Bryce Vance from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Cleo, Riptide, Browns fan for life from Aurora, just uh, like five, 10 minutes from here. And and this is a really co- real coincidence because we have Browns fan for life and he's from, he or she is from Aurora. And then we have Browns fan girl from Cleveland. So the, the, I don't know if they're related because anyway, uh, both of them followed us uh, back to back. Thank you for your follow. Peaceful Oppo from fans, San Francisco. Peter B. from New York, Chad McLeod, Josh Bauer from Omaha, Terry Yaki from California, uh, love your roles, Tyler, 
uh, Beer Mug from Toronto, <laughs> Young Quarantine, uh, Mark Fox from Ar- Amarillo, Texas, Kate, Great Bouncing Soul, Haley at Law, TDK, Penny Lane from Rap- uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, Vincent Adeltman, Adult Take Me to Your Weed Dealer from Chicago, Jen Angel or Angle or something from uh, Greenfield, Indiana, Patricia, Light the Lamp, from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I believe that's that band, that punk hockey band that uh, Dean told us about uh, from uh, from Pennsylvania. Joel Lal from Toronto. Eric Sr. B. Wags 71. Uh, Daniel Titterton. Glenn Posniak from Gilbert, Arizona. The Ostrich from Letterkenny. That's a new account that just opened today, and it's already one of my favorite accounts. Um Austin Dare from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, D.L. Underwood from Woodward, Oklahoma, and Michael B. from Colorado. <laughs> Thank Did you, Did you do Michael B. twice? Uh, I feel like there was another Michael B., wasn't there? I feel there? like there was a... Michael uh, B. Maybe. Michael's a very common name. Well, but anyway, so uh, thank yeah, you yeah. for your follow, and and hopefully you're also going to listen to the podcast. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And here we go. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week we reviewed episode five of season three, the battle for Bonnie McMurray. That episode got a fresh rating from Victor, a clearance from me, and a shocking compost from Matt, and not so shockingly from Tanya. Uh, <laughs> Twitter barely agreed with Victor, though, with only 55.6% giving it a fresh. So even when Victor's on like the fresh side, he can't get like an, an, an unanimous uh, Twitter agreement. That, uh, that, that's OK, because my handle on Twitter is science is reason. Science yes. is reason. Yes. <laughs> 33.3% agreed with me giving it a clearance, but most importantly, a paltry 11.1 agreed with Tanya and Matt. Uh, this week, we recap and review episode six of season three, Bradley is a killer. Uh, let's see. Matt, have you done your homework? I did. Yes, I, I very much did. All right. Tanya, did you do your homework? Yes. Victor, did you do your homework? Yes. So this week, the homework did me. Okay. I don't know what that means, but maybe we'll find out. Me, me, me neither. Well, what I what I love is on our DM <laughs> group, I'm finding that some of the people who are listening are also doing their homework before the, the, the listening yeah, to us. They're asking what, what episode we're reviewing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm, I did my homework so I can be caught up. So that's awesome. Uh, play along with us. Uh, here we go. We start with a cold open. The Hicks are in the kitchen. Uh, they look very hungover. Katie uh, comes in and gives them a tongue lashing. Fuck reused drunk last night. You know, I can't stand it when you guys get really, really, really drunk. Wasn't so bad. Oh, it was so goddamn bad. You get super annoying when you're really, really, really drunk. Right, Scary Dairy? Mm, please leave me alone. Pushing your nipples against everyone all night? And what about you, Madman Dan? Or should I say Legend of the Wind? <laughs> squirrely Dan, Miss Katie. Challenging everyone to a foot race. Get real. Please stop shouting at me, Miss Katie. And let's not skim over Wayne the pain. Mind your own beeswax, Katie. You have the most annoying fucking laugh on planet fucking Earth when you get really, really, really drunk. <laughs> Clean it up. Katie walks off. Uh, uh, Squirrely Dan perks up and announces a new addition to the Squirrely Dan fam damley. Samuels whom Wayne still fucking hates, is a, has, is a Biggs brother now. Uh, Derry wonders if that'll make Samuel straighten up and fly straight, fly right. Uh, Squirrely Dan hopes so. Uh, Wayne doesn't agree with the logic. Well, it's like when a celebrity gets all fucked up on snooters and such. They think that the solution to sort themselves out is to get a puppy. 
What's wrong with a puppy? Well, I'm just saying, doesn't it seem more appropriate to sort yourself out before bringing a beating heart into your own home rather than relying on that beating heart to sort yourself out? Snooters and such. Mm, I had my go with snooters and such. Small towns spawn snooters and such. B-gens do snooters and such. Over it! Dan doesn't agree with Wayne. He thinks Samuels is just a six-year-old with a penchant for mischief and introducing a little brother might be just what he needs to sort himself out. Plus, his cousin says the baby's very smart. Wayne once again objects. He asks, what is the stupidest thing they've ever heard in their life? Derry would like to say, but it's impolite to talk politics at the breakfast table. And he says breakfast properly, which is very important. Uh, Squirrely Dan would also like to say, but it's impolite to talk religions at the breakfast table. Well, mine is neither politics or religion. So I will say the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life is that a baby is smart. Squirrely Dan insists his Aunt Nancy works at the nursery down at the hospitals, and she says he was the smartest baby she ever did see. Derry said Aunt Nancy said he was destined for constant confusion. <laughs> Squirrely Dan <laughs> asks Wayne if he's saying his Aunt Nancy is stupid for saying such things. Wayne turns abruptly to Squirrely Dan. I love your Aunt Nancy. I owe her a great deal for my personal growth as a young man. I even call her my Aunt Nancy. Please tell her I said hello. I will, good friend. Wayne goes on to ask, but what sea sucking, so to speak, makes a baby smart? Well, she says I was always reaching out for things in my surroundings. Oh, that made you smart, baby. Allegedly. Okay, Dan. Okay. Okay, Dan. Okay. Hold your thumb out. I'm going to be a baby. <laughs> Wayne acts out a baby reaching for Squirrely Dan's thumb. It's hilarious. Then he asks, oh. what, what about that suggests he ought to be building rocket ships for NASA, NASA in outer space? Uh, Derry chimes in saying, Aunt Nancy said a baby who shows signs of excitement before it's able to verbally communicate is a sign of intelligence. Katie adds, sign, it's also a sign of stimulation. Wayne demonstrates once again. He asks Derry to go wide-eyed, stick his tongue out, and coo. In another hilarious scene, Wayne acts out a, an excited baby. Uh, Wayne asks, what about that suggests I ought to be navigating uncharted neurological pathways in the brain? Uh, Derry and Squirrely Dan reluctantly agree. Furthermore... In the midst of excitement slash stimulation, that razor-sharp baby is likely to drop a shit in its pants. Unable to control its own bodily functions, but smart as a whip, Dan. Imaginables, but I wouldn't say likely. Mm, plausible. Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. Okay, Derry. Derry, okay. Dan, hold your thumb out. Derry, go wide-eyed, stick your tongue out, and coo like you're doing it to a baby. I'm going to be a baby, okay? In one final hilarious act out, Wayne acts excited as a baby and he pretends to shit himself. Katie walks in on, on the scene and yells at them to clean it up. Cut to Wayne saying, you suppose you can make the same argument for a dog, but you don't have to wipe a dog's poopy bum, do you? And then you cue the music. <laughs> All right. We, we, we have to wipe pumpkin's bum, but there you go. Oh, really? What? Okay, we're going to get to you in a second. Matt. <laughs> do we need that, to? That, that, do we need that to? was a very... Uh, involved cold open what did you think i loved it like <laughs> straight up loved it i mean okay i've got a one-year-old right now mm -hmm. so i joke on the regular with my wife and i gotta stop joking about shit but, uh, <laughs> that that for every smart thing my son does he does two stupid things so example the other day he uh i said i said cade his name's cade i said cade go go get me Eeyore. So he looked at me all excited, walked over, grabbed Eeyore and brought him to me. I said, brilliant. I said, Cade, go get me goofy. So he walked over, grabbed a bucket, put it on his head, 
started running into the walls and giggling like an idiot. Well, that's, that's well, goofy that's, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what? That shows abstract well, thought. Well, okay, all right, point made. You know what? Totally. Babies are, you, you just flipped me because I was going on the babies are idiots. No, no, no. You know what? Here, that, that, that reminds me he of- He was a, being goofy. That reminds me of of, uh, of something that, totally. that happened to me when my son was young. Uh, I don't I don't mean to jump the queue, but because just because we're on the subject, I used to have a, the hardest time, and most parents would probably relate, having- getting your kids to bed. And one thing that would always happen is <laughs> o, I, would, I would put Owen in bed and then, or I'd tell Owen, okay, jump in bed. And he would get, get on top of the bed and start jumping. And this happened over and over and over again, night after night after night. And it would be so annoying. And it was like, it was a constant source of stress for, for the bedtime routine until one day I realized I'm, I'm, I, I'm the problem. Cause I'm saying jump in bed and Owen is yeah, taking me literally literal. and, and, yeah. and, getting on his bed and jumping on it. And as soon as I just changed my language to Owen, get in bed or lay down in bed, everything was fine. (laughs) It was fine. But yeah, I can't imagine my one-year-old understands the word goofy, but maybe it's just coincidence. But either way, you know, that's very insightful response there, guys. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Tanya, he's back on the smart list. But I I love the scene. I mean, and I thought Wayne was... Like his interpretation of this whole thing was brilliant. Like this was up there as one of my favorite cold opens. Yeah. I was, I was crying the whole time. I loved it. Yeah, no, it was, it was funny. Um, the, you know, when you strip it down and, and you show it in such a, a, a silly way, it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Those babies aren't smart. They're just freaking doing natural baby thing. And, uh, but what I was concerned about was how drunk they were. And if he actually did shit himself, like it looked so believable that, and when, and especially when Katie was leaving the room and saying to clean it up, I'm mm. like, Oh God, there's a smell. Like maybe no. he actually did do it. <laughs> well, so, I wouldn't put it past him on this show, but no, yeah. I think he was just acting it out. Excellent was, acting. Yeah. I, I loved his repetition of their, their names. Um, again, uh, just, yeah, really good. Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. Okay, Dan. <laughs> he nails that. Victor? It was just okay for me. Oh, <laughs> come on. Really? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just dragged on too long. I'm I'm kind of with Katie on that one. And I know that was the whole purpose <laughs> of, this, of the scene, but I kind of felt the same way. It's like, okay, <laughs> then let's clean it up. Oh. Um, because, because I, and I guess for me, I, I disagree with the whole premise because I think babies are incredibly smart. If you just think about how much they learn in the first year, in the first six months, in the first year, like we every year get dumber. Uh, we, and so just think about how much you learn in your first year, your second year, all the way up until you become a teenager where suddenly your brain starts working backwards. Uh, it's just, it's, it's exponential. Like, uh, it, but it almost starts the the way that it starts. It's pretty incredible. Like they learn how to walk and talk and, and manipulate and, you know, all the things they can do in the first three years. It's just that when you think about it, it's absolutely uh, they're completely um, uh, vulnerable and, you know, they, they would absolutely die without parents mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at somebody looking after them. Whereas, you know, like a, uh, you know, animal born in a forest can mm-hmm. survive on its own. But, but in terms of the intelligence and how, how quickly they learn uh, it's, and, and evolve, I think it's just incredible. And so I think babies are super smart uh, and all the things that look so simple to us, 
they they come out not knowing anything. They're like yeah. com- they're useless, and then all so quickly they they learn so much. So uh, so I just disagree with the premise. But the whole thing was, <laughs> but, but but just the whole thing was just okay for me. Okay, but, uh, but I guess it depends on how you gauge intelligence, right? I mean, <clears throat> I hear what you're saying, and I think you're right, Victor. It's like it's all relative, right? They're they're little. They don't know much, but the uh, the rate at which they pick up information is insane. Yeah. No, and, no, and I think that's what their argument around. It's yeah, like, no need to argue with Victor, Matt. He's missing the point of no, this I'm whole scene. No, I'm agreeing with Victor. No, I know, but I mean, uh, he's missing the point of the whole scene. It doesn't matter what 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 Wayne is saying. It's how Wayne feels about kids. It, whether he's right or wrong, he hates oh, yeah. kids, and therefore kids cannot Anything, be smart. Yeah. So. I don't miss the point. I, I totally get that. I, I'm just saying the scene drag. It felt like a, it just dragged on a little long. I'm, I'm, and I'm, then when Katie came in and said clean it up yeah i just kind of felt yeah all right makes sense you gave last episode a fresh so that makes complete sense i also (laughs) wanted to say i was flashing back to to friends of ours who Mm -hmm. get really 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 drunk and do really 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 (laughs) annoying things like we have a buddy that content like just as soon as he gets to that peak level his tongue just starts (laughs) immediately coming out of his mouth and showing that he can touch his nose like it's his talent and he needs to show it to everyone i'm like dude you're a grown man in a dance floor with your tongue touching your nose like yeah, yeah clean it up all right yeah I, i'm with matt on this one it's one of my more one of my favorite cold opens uh this one here not so much the writing but the physical comedy the visuals and stuff the the, the acting it makes this this opening open makes the acting is all it makes every, the whole it makes the open um well, like great to the well, yeah, because you've missed the, the entire point there. The, the point wasn't the, validi- the, the validity of Wayne's argument. The point was Wayne doesn't like kids, and, and, and so he's making an argument as to why he doesn't like kids. But uh, it was funny. It was, it, it, I mean, it's also the source of many memes. If you've seen any of those GIFs out there with Wayne acting like a child, that's, that's what, what this, that comes from this scene. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great, and it said, uh, uh, I thought it said a really good uh, – uh, bar for for the rest of the um, the episode. So speaking of the rest of the episode, here we go. We uh, come out of the uh, uh, intro music into scene one, and we're at Modine's two. The Hicks arrive at a trashed bar. This makes Wayne angry. He yells, "What is the what is this butt fuckery?" Uh, Gail said that she had a rowdy cr- crowd the night before. They were from up country. Fucking D-Gens. Uh, Gail said she offered sex in exchange for peace. Uh, there were no takers, so it's safe to say they were gay D-Gens. And Squirrely Dan just lets her run with it. <laughs> Derry uh, says they figured out the secret to control D-Gens, just employed the ginger and boots as their bouncers. Gail doesn't like that idea. Why not just rename the bar from Modine's 2 to Ostrich Fuckers while they're at it? Uh, besides, she's bringing in her own bouncer. Katie asks if he's single. Gail notes that Katie has had a busy winter. Uh, Gail says the bouncer is her cousin, Bradley. Bradley! I fucking love Bradley. I love Bradley so much! I don't know what, I'd go as far as to say I love him too. I love his pecs. Nobody loves Bradley more than Rosie. Like, I don't really want for like being touched or anything like that, but then like, he'll be hugging you, or hugging me, and it'll be like, it's a little bit different, like... Oh, it's okay. I'm the second favorite cousin. He's always saying, God bless you. And you know, I'm not really a religious guy, but when he says it, you feel good. Like, like I can feel the warmth. Rosie's his favorite cousin. And he has the best impersonations, too. Like, so many of them. Like, he can do it professionally. I could do me professionally. Man, you can't forget about the low bones. Oh, you can never forget about the low bones. 
<laughs> Katie asks, what are low bones? A low bones is basically like if somebody's saying something and you agree with them, this means give me the low bones. You can also use low bones to say hellos or goodbyes. So I know what, here's what low bones is. I can tell you what low bones is. Low bones is when you hold your knuckles below your waist like this, you bang knuckles with somebody. But except don't look the person in the eye or in the knuckles when you bang knuckles with them. Almost like you don't give a care. And then you say something positive under your breath upon banging of the knuckles. Like, oh, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Or, uh... Yeah, man, you rock. Like, everybody get in here for a second. Just pretend like I just got here. I'm going to show you what low bones are. Hey, everyone, I just got here. You rock. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah but except you got to say it more under your breath than that. Like, everybody get in here, pretend like I'm leaving. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave now. Oh, hell yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Uh, the best part... Oh, there we go. And the best part about Bradley is... Bradley... Bradley is a fucking killer. Oh, like Bradley will fuck kill you. Like Bradley knows his ways around a headbutts, and that's for GD Shore. I'm not sure that's the best part about Bradley. Squirrely Dan excitedly asks Gail when Bradley is expected to arrive. Uh, Gail says uh, he should be there any second, so the Hicks decide to wait at the bar and greet him. Uh, just then, Katie gets a text from uh, Riley and Jonesy asking if uh, she'll be at the game tonight. She seems happy to get the text. Uh, next scene at the hockey rink. It's the final game of, se- of the season. Riley and Jonesy are giving their team a pep talk. Joint Boy and Tyson are suiting up. They've reserved the two toughest numbers in hockey for them. Uh, Joint Boy will be wearing number 28 for Ty Domi, Goddard, uh, Stock, Colton Orr. And Tyson will be wearing the toughest number worn by the toughest all-around player ever to lace him up. Number nine, Mr. Hockey himself, Gordy motherfucking Howe. Mr. Elbows, creator of the Gordy Howe hat trick. One Gino, one Apple, one Tilly. Uh, Riley and Jonesy together say that Gordy Howe is the greatest all-around player in the history of hockey. And then from the shitter, Shorzy uh, says it's Gretzky. Gretz is the best player in the history of the show. Give your balls a top. Gretz is the best. <laughs> didn't mean any disrespect to 99. We said Gordy Howe was the best all-around player. Gretz holds or shares 61 records in the show, you piece of shit. Don't nickel and dime the great one. But Mr. Hockey? Suck my Mr. Cocky, you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else starting to think that Shorzy's got some kind of medical condition? <laughs> IBS. He spends an awful lot of time on that fucking shit. Irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. No wonder he does uh, showering upside down with his ass <laughs> to the water. There you go. It's like a reverse bidet. Yeah. He needs it. Uh, Riley and Jonesy recompose themselves and get back to their pep talk. The seniors rhyme off all the adversity they've conquered this season. Like puck bunnies, you little bitch. Chirping from the bench 101. Schultzy. Don't step on the logo, pussy. Uh, sweaters never touch the floor. And then there's Boomtown. Presenting my, presenting my penis to my all-male teammates in hopes that they will accept me. I'm then having my penis called modest of my all-male team further coming together as a result of seeing my penis. That's the big picture. What? Why do they talk like that? I wasn't finished! Boomtown. Keeping the big picture in mind, and despite all your honest opinions which I do appreciate, you could have called my penis the big picture. I would have been a thrill. Boom. <laughs> Let's get this fucking W, boys! Uh, coach walks in with a trash can already in hand, wearing a steel-toed boot on his right foot. He threatens that they'll get a, they'll get a win tonight or he'll send the trash can sailing. <clears throat> 
Uh, scene number three, at the Skids hideout, they're saying goodbye to Gay. It's a teary farewell, especially from Rold. Gay reminds them that this is what they've been working towards. They did it. They succeeded, but Rold likes Gay now, and he doesn't want her to leave. Uh, they recite her, their creed one last time. I hate the world, I hate my parents, and I hate myself. And Gay walks out, leaving the Skids wailing behind her. Scene number four, back at Modine's 2, the Hicks are eagerly awaiting Bradley's arrival. And Bradley finally walks in. Uh, he's played by Adrian Holmes. Uh, he gets a bear hug from Squirrely Dan, then treats the Hicks to a couple of Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy impressions, then hugs Darianne Wayne. The Hicks fawn over him. Katie swoons. It's a slip and slide over there, boys. <clears throat> uh, my production note from this one, it's pretty comical. Every time Bradley does an impression, the Hicks call it out in unison. I love uh, it. Chris love Rock it. or Eddie Murphy. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Bradley then says hi to Gail, his second favorite cousin, second only to Rosie. What up, cousin? What up, cousin? <clears throat> Got a Haitian taco recipe. Mom wanted me to pass along. <laughs> yeah. Prayed for you after Modine's burned down. He listened. Props to you and him for getting this place back on his feet. Thanks, cousin. You know what we say? Our lips to God's ears, right? Well, we don't actually ever say that, just you. But you're a great guy, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> seeing a, a different side of Wayne in this episode <clears throat> uh, Derry, he's giddy. yeah him. he's yeah, very giddy Derry asks for Michael Jackson impression and the Hicks continue their fawning and then Bradley finally gets down to business heard to the grapevine you guys have been putting in OT with these DJs double OT that's what's up that's what's up that's You're what's right. up you've all got the night off do you hear me from this day forth I'm on DJ duty for the foreseeable future Denzel Washington. <laughs> oh, you, anything we can do to help, though, Brad. Oh, we'd love to help you, Bradley. Seriously, Bradley, anything we can do to help. Uh, Bradley wants the Hicks to take the night off. Relax, have a good time, and get really drunk. Katie warns him that doesn't that he doesn't know what he's signing up for. Bradley says they've earned it. Katie gives him fair warning that the Hicks get super annoying when they're really, really, really drunk. In his best Chris Tucker impression, Bradley says he doesn't care. And just then, Rosie arrives at the bar. Bradley asks Wayne if he's been taking good care of his favorite cousin, Rosie. Uh, Wayne can confirm. And this gets low bones from everyone. I love the low bones that are going around the whole time. <laughs> just then, uh, where are we? oh, sorry, a waiter approaches at the bar and uh, catches Katie's attention. She asks Gail who it is. Gail tells her to go see for herself, which she does. She approaches the waiter and is taken aback when she realizes that it's Glenn. Uh, Katie looks bothered by her mistake. Her busy winter is officially over. <clears throat> Next scene. At the Letterkenny Irish game, the, the game is scoreless late in the third period. The Irish are being outshot 23-11. to 11. Riley and Jonesy uh, notice a player on the other team wearing number 99. Uh, Jonesy says this is their chance to make it up to Gretz. Hey, 99, you fucking loser. Are you fucking serious, Nines? How dare you wear that number, you piece of shit? That's a great one's number, you fucking donkey. You think you're Gretzky, you piece of shit? Gretz probably smashed your mom in the 80s, bud. I'll get the white tape out, turn those double nines into <laughs> double zeros. You're a fucking nobody. You fucking serious, Nines. When's Vest get here, bud? You're fucking hilarious. When's McSorley get here, you fucking plug? Suck my knob. Just then, Katie arrives at the game and makes her usual entrance to slow motion and music. Riley and Jonesy see her walking up to her seat. When she sits down, they make eye contact. Both sides seem happy to see each other. Then the trance gets broken when Shorzy and another teammate start catcalling Katie. 
Look at that fucking masterpiece, boys. I'd master that piece, boys. Look at those legs go up and make a complete fucking ass out of themselves. I'd wear that out, boys. Holy fuck, would I love to get sticky with her. Stick me right to her, boys. Uh, this gets on Riley and Jonesy's nerves, uh, but they fight to keep their composure uh, further for the win. Uh, the uh, catcalling continues. Riley and Jonesy order Tyson and Joint Boy to beat up Shorzy and the other catcaller. They oblige. Riley and Jonesy take to the ice with their new enforcer teammates on their line. The opposing players start chirping Riley and Jonesy about Katie as well, uh, calling her a fucking rocket. Riley and Jonesy give Joint Boy and Tyson the signal. The puck drops and a bench-clearing brawl ensues. The Irish leave the opposing team laying on the ice. Uh, production note on this one. Uh, I didn't know if you guys noticed, but there's some fun uh, signs in the crowd. Uh, I don't know how many junior hockey games. Oh, actually, Matt, you used to be a cameraman at junior games, right? Uh, yeah, for the Brampt- Well, yes and no. I, I did some co-op shit with um, some local TV uh, groups. So, yes, we did some local um, yeah, hockey games. Did you see a lot of signs in the crowd at those games? Did pay, didn't pay attention to shit. I mean, again, you know, you know how much I love hockey. Yeah, yeah. So, um, means I, I did my job. I did it well. Yeah, I could well, really one of, us. one of the signs read, um, "Riley and Jonesy don't need penalties to get into my box." <laughs> I, I did read those signs. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Uh, scene number six: Back at Modine's, two a group of DJs try to enter the bar, but Bradley's at the door to turn them away. A very drunk and close-talking Derry goes up to Bradley to tell him how how awesome he was. Uh, Wayne is just standing there giggling. Squirrely Dan goes up to Bradley to challenge him to a race. Wayne asks Bradley to do his Bill Cosby impression. He obliges, which makes Wayne laugh even harder. Uh, now Derry goes up to Bradley with his shirt lifted, trying to press his nipples on Bradley. And Squirrely Dan also moves up on Bradley, who's beginning to get annoyed with the very drunk Hicks. He asks him to go play some big buck hunter. Scene number seven. The skids are in their lair, depressed. Stuart tries to rally uh, his troop. We mustn't marinate in our own misery and misfortune. We mustn't bask in our own bad luck and bitterness. We mustn't soak in our own suffering and sorrow. Gay wouldn't have wanted that. <laughs> what would Gay do? WWGD. Gay would do one more. One more rampage. One final flaunt for fuck you. And they mask up one for one last rampage. But when they open the door to go outside, there's a blizzard and it's minus 24 outside. Bummer. This is a fool's errand. What? Wasted labor. Pardon? It's really cold. It wouldn't be any fun without gay anyway. Next scene, scene eight. In the letter Kenny locker room, the Irish celebrate the fact that the game was called due to the fight. They consider it a win. Uh, the seniors go around with their usual routine about how good a uh, good fight brings a team together. But as usual, Boomtown steals the show. Showing you all my penis was degrading and humiliating. <laughs> Had I known I could have just tossed the mitts to bring the team together, I would have chosen that route. Fucking weird, bud. Fucks <laughs> you. But the team came together, and that's a fucking WR! <laughs> yeah! Woo! Coach comes in to congratulate the team and let Riley and Jonesy know someone's waiting for them outside. It's Katie. Thanks, boys. For what, Katie Cat? 
For to what, Katie Cat? For sticking up for me. For that. Uh... I want to get back together, but just with one of you. Riley and Jonesy look at each other confused. Uh, final scene back at Modine's two. Bradley is still being bothered by Derry and Scrooly Dan. Derry's still pressing his nipples on Bradley. He warns Derry that he needs to stop it with the nipple shit. Uh, Wayne asks Bradley to do another impression. Bradley would, but Wayne's laugh makes him want to strangle a small motherfucking dog. Uh, and Scrooly Dan challenges Bradley to a race. Uh, a few more minutes of more Wayne, more Derry, more Squirrely Dan, and Bradley finally loses it. He headbutts Squirrely Dan, knocking him out, and the music stops. The bar goes silent. Then Bradley headbutts Derry, knocking him out. Wayne sees this, stops laughing, and trains his sight on Bradley. The two stare each other down. Wayne begins his pre-fight ritual, unbuttoning his sleeve. Rosie walks in on the two uh, as they're about to square off. Rosie begs Wayne to back down. According to Gail, no one loves Bradley more than Rain, uh, Rosie. <clears throat> the camera zooms in on Wayne, who's considering the situation, and then he unbuttons his other sh- shirt sleeve, and we fade to, bu- to black. And that is the episode. Matt, what did you think? I liked it. <laughs> that's it's, it? <laughs> yeah, that's all started. It's, yeah. Um, no, it was good. This was a, this was a fun one. Um, you know, it's funny because he's even, and I'll call it right away. There's a couple of things that I thought they recovered from on the not so great previous episode. Mm-hmm. So even like the, how they addressed the whole boomtown thing. I mm-hmm. loved his character in this one. I love how he actually opened up and expanded mm-hmm. that nonsense. I mean, it, it made me laugh. I mean, we, we talked about it being sort of peer pressure and all. And again, I agree with yeah. what happened last episode, but I loved how his character kind of put, turned that around mm-hmm. and tried to try to make it a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. The cold open to me was one of my favorite parts that I, that still, that will stay in my mind as one of my favorite cold opens. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I mean, it was just a fun, fun mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Tanya. Um, I didn't love it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I thought it was, I, 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 I didn't like the whole skids thing. Again, I didn't like the skids thing. Well, what didn't you like about the skids thing? Yeah, I just—they're whiny. They're it was barely just, a thing. It was, I yeah, it's not. It was a, it was a filler, and I didn't need it. Um, I, I saw really nothing. Like, okay, she's gone, and they can't go outside. Move on. Um, I, I'm interested in what will happen at the end with uh, Rosie and Wayne. That kind of left left us on a cliffhanger, which was was good. Um, yeah. And the whole hockey thing. Okay. Yeah. But now Katie's just basically become a puck bunny because she's going to split the boys up. Mm, That's a good point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm in the middle. See, hold on. I'm going to add. So the comment about the skids, Mm -hmm. I had, and I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy, but this, this weird thought crossed my mind watching those scenes. I'm like, was gay ever actually there? (laughs) Oh no. What? Is this a sixth sense or something? I don't know. No, no, not even that. But I mean, like, (laughs) this is an M night Shyamalan. They're dealing with a lot. They lost Devin. They didn't know what to do. Huh? Well, you was think it, they're on a high? Her, her her mom showed up, and she was a real character. Yeah. But again, again, that can all be again. If you have, depending on how far you want to take a theory like that, she didn't really interact with much other than Tannis in that one episode. <clears throat> but but even still, I mean, 
I'm I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. So there's no was, there's was no gay ever actually there. There's no way that that's that's right. But I love it. I love the idea. <laughs> I love the idea. But I, yeah. there's no way that's you're, right. You're thinking like your son with a bucket on his head. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't the box. Right? This isn't yeah. an M Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, is it? <laughs> Victor. <laughs> so the last thirty seconds of this episode were uh, fantastic. Uh, okay. Uh, and that's it. That's it. That's all you got, eh? I love how I, I, Matt's for, for like the on it the you, edge. For, for the rest of it, Tanya covered it. I agree with her on every point, except for the uh, except for her, um, I guess, uh, unwillingness uh, to be a little more blunt about her feelings about the episode. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, wow, you guys are for, killing for me. fear for fear wow. of shaming for fear of shaming and peer pressure. But but that's all right. That's what I'm here for. You guys um, are killing me. So, yeah. So, so I mean, the the I agree with her like one hundred percent about the um, the skids. I, it was you know just it was there. Grow up, like you're you know just you, you'll be fine. And and then I think the, just the fact that they were so quick to turn on a dime because it was a little cold outside means that okay, you know, it was uh, minus twenty four. A little cold. <laughs> a little cold. Yeah, it's Canada. Get with it. Doesn't uh, matter. Put on a hat. Uh, anyway, did you see? Yeah, did you see what they were wearing? They couldn't fit their clothes over their parka, their clown clothes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, and you know, same with the, the hockey, the hockey, uh, scenes. I don't think that he really, you know, turned things around that much. He was being bullied. He was, um, uh, peer pressured into, into that situation. And then at the end, he simply just came out and said, yeah, that was dumb. And I, if I had a choice, <laughs> if I knew I could have done it differently, I would have done that instead. Uh, I, I I'm getting kind of tired of Shorzy sitting in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> get off that toilet. Let's, let's, let's do something different. That, that's all I'm saying. Well, about it's a that. device they have to use to hide his face, right? Because no, I get it, but but I get, it, I get. It. And they kill the goalie then. There's, there's yeah, rumors that there's they find other clever ways of doing that yeah. and further. You know what? They should have made him the goalie. I'm surprised they didn't do that. But uh, totally, yeah. just make yeah. him the goalie that's and have the, the mask on yeah, the whole time. Idea. And but but for me, the most disappointing part of the, about the the episode is. The, the Hicks are the heroes, right? They're mm-hmm. they're the mm-hmm. ones that come up with all the clever lines mm-hmm. and uh, and and really the best the the, the, the best punchlines and just just the best scenes in general. And I just felt that they were the goofy ones here. Every from the from the very opening, kind of reenacting oh, the baby so stuff, wrong. which was you know, fine. No, whatever, it's not wrong. So no, wrong. I agree with Victor. I oh agree with it's, sorry, it's Victor. Just, there was there wasn't anything clever. It was just it was just it was it was slapstick humor and and. What? I don't know. There was just from a writing standpoint, mm-hmm. this episode was a bit of a a, a, a flyer. And, Listen, and can I just tack on to Victor? Been, oh, go ahead. Dan. I, I want to tack on because because he brings up a good point. And I was going to say, like, remember that whole Irish uh, um, episode that they did with the, the St. Patrick's yeah. Day? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the Hicks are the life of the party. The Hicks are what make the party. Everybody looks towards them to have a good time. Like, uh, um, um, squirrely Dan was the, the friggin, um, uh, leprechaun, leprechaun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and dairy was legendary. Mm-hmm. And like the whole thing was around them and how great they are at the party going. And now all of a sudden it just shifted to be them. <laughs> they are the ones that no one wants around. They were all flipped. Yeah. Okay. You guys done? Well, shit. Well, shit. <laughs> so 
to and me, and, good okay. point. That was a very good point. Thank you. I bring it right? These, they, like, Derry, if this <laughs> no. was a party, Derry would have been the first one kicked out. Like, you stop rubbing your nipples on all the strangers. And he, got, <laughs> and he did get knocked out. Okay, all right. You guys done? So here we go. Yeah. The most disappointing part of this whole thing is actually Victor and Tanya's take on it. Really, really disappointing because I really, I really felt we had a chance for for another unicorn here. And and oh and my, my a unicorn. I don't want to say it yet. My dreams. I want to call it out, but I I'm feeling like it's yeah, happening. No, it's not <laughs> happening now. No, fuck you guys. Holy crap. So. <laughs> Let's see. The the cold opens probably the second best after relationships. I mean, r- yeah, no, you're wrong. What? Absolutely. Okay, what else? That's the what craziest else? thing I've heard today. The cold open is the second best after relationships. Name me a cold open better than this one. Uh, Literally almost any. Yeah. Almost any. Oh open. no. Uh, the, like every like all the the alphabet cold opens. Come on. All right. Come okay. On. Fine. No, uh, they, they no no they fall in sequential order following one and two. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. No. Um, the, those are clever, but there's no like character to those scenes. They're just smart writing. I like this one that it was a full scene and they told this story brilliantly. Mm-hmm. The the okay the hockey scene fine. You guys don't like the whole uh, Shorzy on the shitter, but that's Shorzy. That's that's the character. That, that's the only way they can hide that it's Jared Kiso saying all those awful things. So it is what it is. I, I thought it was a fun thing to for them to. I mean, they didn't get the. That's the thing. They didn't get the win. They they just they just beat up on the other team so that they couldn't finish. So I thought that was that was hilarious. I thought that was a, a great way to do it without it was, actually, it was, but, but, it was amused. Yeah, and but in their but in their eyes, in the end, the win was coming together. Exactly, coming together. And Boomtown, Boomtown is the heart of that team. Everyone looks to Boomtown. So yeah, he was I bullied him twice too with that shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> he was he's bullied. Hey, there I don't you think go. anyone's saying anything against Boomtown here. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's great. So, but that's the th- but but so he saved that whole the 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 hockey player uh, scenario. The skids, I really like uh, uh, Matt's uh, uh, theory. I mean, as uh, I don't think there's a chance in hell that's true, but man, <laughs> it would be awesome if it were true. If we later on we found out that there was never a gay, that it was just their their drug induced. Uh, uh, imagination. It was such a minor part of the episode, but it was just uh, they needed to say goodbye to gay. And, and so to me, th- that part never never really uh, wasn't going to be a negative. It was, it was just a neutral. The, the Hicks storyline was awesome. Okay, you're right. Not as smartly written, but we got to see a, a different, more playful side to the Hicks. And here's the thing. Up until now, they've been on duty the whole time. They haven't been able to let their hair down because they have been the enforcers and the heroes of the town of Letterkenny. They were given the night off by Bradley so that they could let their hair down. And now we're seeing that with the Hicks, when they let their hair down and become drunk, are no better than D-Gens. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it, well, that's just it. well. That that was my problem, right? Yeah. Because typically, when you go to a party, well, mm-hmm. I guess I don't go to too many parties anymore. But back in the day, when you go to a party, there's always <laughs> that one guy that embarrasses himself. Usually, it's a guy, not a girl. Mm-hmm. That usually just embarrasses himself and anybody <laughs> Matt's that's pointing at himself close to that person. <laughs> uh, and 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 you know, so you kind of you're. It's like it's <laughs> funny at first, but then it's awkward, and then yeah, it's weird. But- but and, it played out that all, way. The three heroes, the three heroes are that person in this episode. Yeah, but, and yes. it played out that way. They were that person. But, and in the end, 
uh, uh, Bradley had enough of it and he, you know, took him to task. I thought that was well, I thought it was well played. I mean, okay, it's not as as smartly written, but we got to see a different side to the Hicks, a very different side to to Wayne, uh, fawning over over Bradley. And and Squirrely Dan was hilarious in this. And Derry was Derry. I mean, Derry was the same Derry we saw in the St. Patrick's Day episode, uh, except instead of the dance moves, he's pressing his nipples up against it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and if, if you want to add on to this, I mean, their entire personalities from the moment Bradley stepped into the room changed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to see a different version of them drunk as well yeah. is not a far stretch. And and the one thing I really appreciate about this episode, up until this is the first season finale where I feel they earned the 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 cliffhanger at the end in the, in the season one the cliffhanger was just kind of like oh somebody shows up and, and knocks wayne out like it it wasn't it it happened right in the last 30 seconds of the episode season two same thing uh wayne gets a call that uh, tannis is pregnant holy crap like it, it, it kind of led up to it but not really in this in this season finale it started right from the beginning with katie giving them shit for being hung over and how bad they are at being drunks and and them fawning over Bradley and and so establishing that they love Bradley and Bradley could do no wrong and then at the end Bradley lost his shit and and he did wrong well he didn't do wrong he did he did right as far as I'm concerned and now Wayne has to uh, defend his buddies like he's got no choice uh, you know his girlfriend's pleading to him not to to fight with her favorite cousin but he his her favorite cousin just knocked out his two best buddies so he's got to defend them but here's a loophole mm-hmm. in your theory mm-hmm. so you're saying that they only got this way because they got the night off yeah but that the beginning, Katie said that they got so drunk that they got really, really, really stupid. Yeah, I think that probably happened at the farmhouse, not in a public setting. I think when they're in public, they're they're usually the responsible ones. Uh, like because they you're they, just making no, you're just saying. Well, hold on. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm with this. No, like, well, hold on, Victor. Victor, how many? Victor, Victor, how many bars are in this town? They kept, when Modine's was I shut down. She no, references when, that when, when she Modine's, described them to a T at the beginning, and that basically we knew what they were going to act like. No, I know exactly, but so Modine's, Modine's, uh, was trashed the night before. Not by the Hicks. They were not at Modine's. Where were they? They must have been at the farmhouse because there's no other bar in that town. When Modine's is closed, uh, there's no other bar. So they were not out in public. Okay. Okay. So anyway. But they were still acting the same way when they're drunk. They weren't different because of... uh, No, but I mean, that's uh, what I'm saying. They're different people when they're on the job. When they're being the protectors, they, they may drink okay, a bit okay anyway your point my point to this episode is they earned they finally earned a cliffhanger i thought this in this episode above the, the the previous two this was an earned cliffhanger well i i take that away because mm-hmm. for me <laughs> uh all the way through the episode it didn't even feel like a season finale it just mm-hmm. felt like a filler episode until the very end when the, all the drama. Happened. Well, you know, it's Until a season then, finale when they bring back Glenn, when, when all four factions are in one episode. Cause up until now, when's the last time we saw Glenn? A uh, couple of, when, when, they introduced when Modine's them, when they opened. Them. Yeah. 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 So Glenn's we only, saw in, we saw him in this episode. No, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. Like this episode was a season finale. You could tell because everyone was in this episode, like all the gotcha. four, the, the Hicks, the hockey players, the skids and, and, and the Christian 
<laughs> anyway. yeah, yeah, I'm not sure that he counts as a faction anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, is he, does he even play the Christian kind of role in this season? Because I think from no, not in this one, season. he was at no. the bar, and I, no. I don't think there's anything Christian-y about him you're at right. all this season. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Matt, uh, okay. ratings. What do you give this episode? Uh, compost, clearance, or, or uh, uh, fresh? Oh, do you want? Do you have a rebuttal? Go ahead. No, no, I oh. was saying for Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the only sensible thing mm-hmm. that was said, <laughs> not by Al or I, <laughs> just to be because everything we said was sensible. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I'm already writing down uh, fresh, but go on, finish your. <laughs> yeah, it, it was you. it was fresh. <laughs> Ludicrous. You no, it was absolutely fresh. Like. Yeah. How I, 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 I swear to God, I think we may <laughs> Al, are we recasting for season four? <laughs> <laughs> so it is like, I mean, last episode I could get my head around. Mm-hmm. This one was so much fun. Mm-hmm. The, the writing was good. Again, I whether I believe it or not, I love the way I interpreted the, mm-hmm. the skit scene and, and the fact that the game may not have been there. That made it fun for me, even I though love I knew it. that was ludicrous. You, you know what? So delusional. You have to create your own yes. reality to make but it that's work. Okay. If, that's what that's what this shit does like uh, if you can't get and and i and and the other thing ali you said it was so spot on was they earned their finish mm-hmm. i and, and i'm i know i'm not the only one who hates that mm-hmm. like you're watching your favorite show and then it just ends and you're like what the hell yeah that's what i got from that ending i forgot that it ended that way mm-hmm. i was all excited the build-up was there it was so well played out and then I'm like, ah, I was so mad, but I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a finale. And I, I hate that they do that in TV. Mm-hmm. I love the way though in the world now that we can binge watch shit out of yeah, everything. That's the thing. Imagine it doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Yeah. Imagine watching but, this in real time and, and knowing oh, you have no, to wait six no, months I, I, to I find I out what happened. I don't miss those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't miss those days. But <laughs> I thought it was so good. Yeah. I thought, I thought the uh, hockey story was perfectly fine. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. I like Boomtown out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, the occult. I don't. I, I just. I, yeah, absolutely. It's a friend. Oh, and, and the, the Katie storyline, Katie with Riley and Jonesy. I love that too. And that's also a bit of a cliffhanger, right? Because who's she going to choose or, or how are they going to, how are they going to set it up? I I do like Tanya's point that now she has kind of become a puck bunny. So that I didn't even consider that, but, but, um, either way it's, it's a new wrinkle that they'll have to tackle next season. So Tanya, what's your, what, what rating do you give this? Um, I love the ending. I Mm do, I do. Uh, agree with both of you on that point. Um, I love the glance that Kate, uh, that Wayne had to mm-hmm. uh, Rosie mm-hmm. just before unbuttoning his uh, other shirt um, um, sleeve. Yeah, sleeve, and uh, the glance that he. Yeah, it was a great cliffhanger. Um, I, I, I didn't love, you know how I felt last, uh, last week about the, uh, boomtown thing. I, I didn't like the peer pressure. I didn't like how, um, that played out. Um, they touched on that back again this time. Um, um, but you didn't think it got redeemed. No, no. it's icky. It's still, it's, okay. it, it's an icky. I just, I well, don't. Yeah. It could have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Could have gotten worse. <laughs> But like, I mean, like, I mean, it, it actually it, could have gotten worse yeah, because of the way he responded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I still don't love that. Anyways, I don't love that. I did like some things. So I'll give it a clearance. Okay. Victor. Well, the, uh, we all agree that the ending was great. It was a great cliffhanger. Um, I'm not sure that they did not earn the cliffhangers in the other, in the other seasons. <laughs> I, I was completely fine with them. I don't I was, think they earned season I, one cliffhanger I, I at all. I don't think they are. I don't think 
sorry, I don't think this cliffhanger stands like so, so far above the other two mm -hmm. in terms of um, kind of its effect mm -hmm. and, and kind of uh, interest in what will come in the next season. I feel like kind of all, all three of them are on similar par. And I, I don't know, I felt um, season one was pretty strong and and it was fine. I, I didn't I wasn't offended by that cliffhanger. So. I think we all agree that the ending was great. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's for me the only thing that was great about this episode. Uh, I didn't hate anything about it. Mm -hmm. I just thought that it wasn't. It was just. It just from from start to finish, there was nothing clever about it. It wasn't terribly funny either. There weren't any oh, moments man. where I was kind of laughing. Oh. Uh, I, I felt um, for me uh, the you know seeing our three heroes just acting goofy and stupid for the whole entire episode without a break, uh, just felt a little tiring for me. I just, you know, uh, um, so I have to give it a compost. Holy, whoa, you went right to the bottom, eh? Damn. Yeah. I was so off on this. I was so giddy. I thought, I thought for sure. Yeah, Al, thought, you know what, Al? I was with you. I, I actually thought, thought this one, this one might have a chance. I this could be sure. the wow. other guy. This is wow. Victor really. I have to be honest. Last week was a fresh for me. This this week is a uh, yeah, and that I don't get either. Like last week was a fresh, I, and this I week was, yeah. I was disappointed when the episode came to an end. No, no, I understood. Yeah. yeah, okay. So back to the whole cliffhanger point. They were all good cliffhangers, but I I thought the the first two were like, oh, the writing. They're in the writing room going, oh shit, we need a cliffhanger. What are we gonna do? And they're gonna introduce something in the last thirty seconds to make it a cliffhanger, as opposed to this one where from beginning to end they were building to it. That's that's the only point I made. Yeah. As far as cliffhangers went, they were good. Yeah, for sure. After the first season, like, oh wow, he got knocked out. Like, what's gonna happen after the second season? Oh wow, he knocked her up. What's gonna happen? Right. So I was still interested, but it, it like when I say it wasn't earned, those. Those were kind of just thrown in right at the end, whereas this one here built up to uh, that kind of crescendo. Like the whole point of the episode no, was to, to set it, it up, it, but yeah. it built up through an episode that was not great, and that's that's the that's well, that's the where we where I'm, that's I'm yeah, that's where we differ. So uh, I thought it, okay, <laughs> cold open was 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 a top notch cold open. I disagree. I thought it was pretty funny throughout the whole thing. Maybe not smart funny, but funny. Like it was fun, funny. I, it, I, it was fun seeing the Hicks behave that way because it was kind of uh, against type, but it was earned because it, it was, it was a way of showing how much respect and love they had for Bradley. So to me, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the, the hockey and skid storylines, you can call them neutral, although I'll give, I'll give the hockey storyline a bit of a, 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 an edge just because of the whole Katie thing. Uh, Katie, uh, um, wanting to get back with one of I, either Riley and Jonesy. I thought that was interesting. And, uh, I mean, I got to give it a, a fresh, it's a fresh episode. It's, it's like a great ending to a really strong season. Like, I don't understand. I was hoping for, you know, I wanted to use my unicorn sound clip and you guys, you, you killed it. Okay. So <laughs> let's, uh, we're, we're, we're running long Maybe here. for Christmas, maybe for Christmas, we'll have a unicorn with, yeah, exactly. With a, I mean, you didn't even go clearance, Victor. That's just, I don't understand. All right. No, I think no, he's just I, upset because of how I voted last week. Maybe, maybe. Uh, all right, let's go to let's go to top fives. Matt, does this uh, dethrone any of your top five? You uh, do you need me to read them out to you? Yeah, please. Actually, okay, number one, no. relationships. Number one, fuss in the backbush. Number two, super soft birthday. Number three, wingman Wayne. Number four, and sled shack. Number five. Wait, what was number one? Uh, relationships. 
You didn't update my list. Oh, I didn't update your list. You had um last like this is amateur hour, man. Like, <laughs> I I'm sorry, Matt. Dude, I I apologize. It uh, it's, the, it's the hockey one job. Hockey room all over again. So everything got pushed down. So your number one was actually from last. Was it from last uh, episode? Yes, it was. Uh, so I, I will oh, change that. No, not last episode. He so gave it a compost last. So two episodes ago, I will. Uh, Lazy, that's right. Sorry, Lazy. Uh, let me write that down, and I will. <laughs> All we're missing are the toilet sounds while you're being berated. <laughs> All right, so everything got pushed down. So no, no, it doesn't knock any off my list. So it doesn't knock Wingman Wayne at all or anything. I'm gonna stop you. Okay. It won't get updated I anyway. Appreciate that. No, I will update it. <laughs> Damn you all, <laughs> Tanya. Uh, uh, does, Not at no, all. Okay. There you go, uh, Victor. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to uh, update my list uh, because I th- this what? is I think this is a strong episode, on? and I think this is going oh to knock. Uh, this is going into my number four spot. So uh, this is sliding in under Super Soft Birthday. I really enjoyed this episode. Do I, I thought have to it was watch a, it again. I, maybe I, I don't. I don't I understand don't, what I, you guys I, are watching. I, I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I didn't see the. Wow. No, I'm like Victor. I didn't see the. Uh, okay. No, I didn't see it. All right, on to listener comments. Um, uh, one of our new uh, followers on um, Twitter. Find me a brewery. He uh, wrote and said, I dig the, po- the podcast so far. Makes us want to rough up some DGens from up north. Uh, thank you at Find Me a Brewery for listening. Um, and then I asked uh, the folks in our DM group if they had any comments or questions for today's episode. Uh, Redbeard, our buddy Redbeard, wants to know what everyone wants for Christmas this year. Uh, Matt, what, what do you want for Christmas this year? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. This isn't just that she, I, I literally told my wife nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I didn't want anything. I, I mean, not that I have everything by any means. I just mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, yeah. it's been such a weird fucking year. I really was like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm literally okay with nothing this year. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm on the same page. Tan. Um, I, I said it actually earlier tonight. I would have loved it if there was a way for us to get tested and somehow be with our family mm-hmm. and, and in a safe way and just be able to hug each other. Just yeah. like, I, I really miss being comfortable with our family again. Um, but that being that we can't do it, if, if our family could just be continue to be healthy, mm-hmm. uh, so far we've been all right. And, uh, that's what I, that's the biggest gift. If, if everybody could just be safe. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Victor. Yeah. Um, uh, from, 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 uh, several months ago, I'll, you ever wanted for Christmas is to spend it with pumpkin. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's uh, the, cause every day we're still kind of on edge cause mm-hmm. she's, she seems to be good and uh, we're, we're holding mm-hmm. strong and until it happens, <laughs> mm-hmm. I still want that for Christmas. Yeah. So I want to spend it with, uh, with, with our pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Matt in terms of, in, uh, as far as gifts go, I, I, I there's really nothing I, I want uh, right now, although I wouldn't mind a new, mixer i was just gonna say <laughs> i'm looking at my mixer right now and then all you the totally the sound would be yeah maybe a mixer uh, other than that yes uh, i agree i wish it was a way we could have we could have 
made it so that we could have spent time with family and friends on the holidays. Unfortunately, not. So the the secondary wish is, well, not the secondary, the primary wish is that everyone stays healthy uh, and, and for the holidays. And also, like, for, for the New oh, Year. Oh, just in case anybody's wondering, by the way, mm-hmm. my standing wish for Christmas is always a hippopotamus for Christmas. So if just, you know, <laughs> if anybody wants to send things my way or whatever. Um, not new- I usually do get some a hippo for Christmas somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, so Did you see that awesome hippo table that uh, somebody posted on the DM group? I, I did. I actually, I, 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 it's not the first time uh, uh, that that's been presented to me. Unfortunately, <laughs> we looked up the price and it was in the thousands. Wow. Well, yeah. it's, it's, so, Do you have so a hippo have... footstool? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Do you have a hippo footstool? Um, so there's a hippo foot footstool that I want to get. And I, we were They're literally about to make cute. the purchase. They, it's at they, they sell it at the distillery in one of the shops there. Oh yeah. Those and nice leather ones. They are. Yes. They're oh, super, you know what I'm talking nice. about. Yes. You know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was literally, I was literally going to get that. And then we got hit with COVID oh, man. and then yeah, they, everything Spiders got shut rainers. down. Yeah. So that's still, that's, that's going to happen. That will happen. I was looking it's at like those dollars. Yeah, like they're expensive. But, yeah. You know what? Wayfair had uh, a few of those on sale during um, the whole uh, Black Friday. And I was saying to Alan, I'm like, oh, these are so cute. And he's like, Veronica is going to grow up. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not. I'm like, the kids aren't even allowed to touch those things. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the other thing I wish for, well, this is more of a goal for, for the new year is, is I'd love to get some more cast members on, on the, on the podcast. So I'm, I'm working diligently to get that. I've got one iron in the fire that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I don't want to, I don't want to say who it is because I don't want to jinx it, but, uh, that'd be nice to, to have a few more cast members come on. And, and on that note, I think it'd be fun, um, to find a few other people just to bring on, to join mm-hmm. us for yeah. something, even if it's not cast members, some some other folks just to, to bring on with some different opinions and things like that. Yeah. Um, You're just wanting a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. We need, to, we need to replace Victor. You're right. The on, our only <laughs> hope of getting a unicorn is to replace Victor. Uh, so uh, the other, other question that came from Stephen Walker and uh, he said, a question I've had a while f- uh, for Al, how did you kick your coverage and land Tanya? So uh, I think what he means there is uh, yes, I am punching above my weight when it comes to uh, <laughs> Coverage. What he means is, uh, uh, you're out of my league, and and so the, the how does the, he even know what we look like? Well, he's he's seen pictures anyway. On uh, the internet, yeah, uh, <laughs> those damn internet. They won't seen, get back to me, but the they'll give pump. my picture away. <laughs> so, um, uh, the key with me was uh, you get her young, and and I was oh young my too. God. <laughs> Terrible. I was young too, so there's nothing nefarious going on there. But get her when she better clarify that one. Yeah. Get her when you she. You know how we started this, right? Matt was like referencing that you were hitting me around or something, <laughs> like trying to get me to watch <laughs> the letter K. It's yeah, only no. getting worse now, right? So uh, get her when she's young. When, when she was young enough to be to be uh, <laughs> to be uh, uh, amused or or impressed by by the three guitar chords i knew how to play and then uh and then you just locked in and come on let's tell the truth you were a pizza guy and i love pizza (laughs) (laughs) anyway and then he started delivering pizza every night (laughs) he smelled like pizza how can i say no so (laughs) (laughs) he's a keeper uh going on 20 some years 26 years Uh, 26 27 years jesus Let's not say that. Yeah. 
Again, I was 10 people, 10. <laughs> and now for some, now for some news. Uh, last week we, we hit uh, 5,000 downloads, over 5,000 downloads. And so I, I posted a few numbers around that. Uh, we've been going at this for about tw- uh, four months. Uh, 5,029 downloads as of, uh, as of last count, that's 24 episodes, 13 countries, 436 Twitter followers and 632 likes on Facebook peak chart position. Number 30 in Canada, number 57 in the U S and number 21 in Australia. Thank you. Our highest rating is in Australia. Australia. (laughs) Yeah. How? That's thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I can say. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We keep on saying how much fun we're having, and uh, but it wouldn't be well, it wouldn't be as much fun. It'd still be fun, but it wouldn't be as much fun if no one was listening. So the fact that people are listening and we're building this little community is uh, it makes it all that much more fun. Um, also, I mentioned this before. There's a brand new Twitter account that just popped up today uh, called at the sick ostrich, and <laughs> it's worth a follow. Uh, I don't know. Who opened this account? I feel like it might be somebody we know. I don't know, but maybe not. Uh, but some of their tweets so far have been pretty hilarious. And uh, and so I, I recommend that as a follow. And uh, today, I believe it was today, a new season nine trailer was posted. Uh, and it offers up a little bit more information about some of the storylines for season nine. And it looks like it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. And uh I know I'm not supposed to watch it until you guys watch it, but I may sneak in. Oh, you're totally going to cheat. I know you are. I'm, I'm not even going to watch the trailer. Oh, man. Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> Have you seen the trailer, uh, Matt? Matt's seen I, I the trailer. Not the new one, actually. I, oh. saw the, I saw the first one. I loved it. The, the, well, the first one was more of a, I think it's like a cold open from one of the, yeah, the episodes. I assumed it was. This one is way, I, I loved it. Uh, the, the one that came out today is an, an actual trailer that's got scenes from different uh, uh, episodes, and um, it looks like so much fun. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Final uh, uh, remarks, Matt, you got anything to say? Um, I mean, you mentioned Australia, so I, I, I am going to take a, a really quick moment here. I mean, knowing that they, we've reached the highest chart value there. I, I, I do. I mean, I've had a bad episode. Apparently I need to remove some of the comments I made from previously week, previous week. So just a quick, I guess, retraction and maybe public apology on some insensitive statements do? I made last week. Hold hold on, Tanya. Hold on. I made some very insensitive <sighs> comments last week during the show that I'd like to take back. Um, there is an extreme... I mean, we're dealing in a world with the pandemic, and I mean, I would call this almost an epidemic to the people of Australia. Um, I, I made some insensitive and disregarding comments towards the um, the drop bear. This is a very real incredible threat to the people of Australia. I, I wish nothing but the best. I'm sorry I made light of such a tough situation. Um, I just, I just, I just want, I needed that to be out there guys. It was ignorance. So, just, it was just plain ignorance. It was, it was, it was blind ignorance and, and I, and I, I will be better. You deserve better. I can be better. Thank you. That's big of you, Matt, to, to admit your mistake. <laughs> well, I'm going on Google tonight. Tanya, <laughs> do you have any closing comments? I got to find out what's going on. I got to find out. <laughs> uh, final comments. No, I'm looking forward to the uh, magical unicorn. Maybe it's uh, coming with Santa uh, next week and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. Victor. 
Uh, well, to throw some uh, love towards Australians, uh, mm-hmm. Linda and I have been actually watching a new show. It's only one season. There's only six episodes, but it's really good. It's not like like drop dead funny, but it's just it's like a dramedy. It's called Frayed. So obviously, you're going to um, give it a compost. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to give it a fresh. <laughs> it's uh, Frayed. It's, it's it's a really yeah Frayed. Um, it's it's kind of like Fleabag-ish. Oh yeah. If you, if you, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, we so, did that. So it's kind of like that, but it's 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 really really good. Uh, give it a give it a try, and uh, you'll you'll enjoy it. And it, they, they were they're they are making this uh, second season, so right. um, sh- should be should be good. Uh, aside from that, uh, just yeah, looking forward to the to the next um, to the holidays and mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, and and the and the next episode, which is uh, supposed to be a special. So. Yep. Uh, hopefully they'll redeem themselves in that oh, one. Shut up. Okay. Uh, just a, a quick note. A quick you note. You know, it's only going to get better from here, Victor, because apparently this is when like it starts teetering off. Oh, that's right. right. Didn't oh, Dean say okay. that? <clears throat> Didn't Dean say that? Yeah, I'm looking forward that, to it. Yeah. Is, is it the season? Dean well, that, Dean yeah. said this is his favorite season, and that there are and a few, a few se- iffy seasons later that you, you yeah, and Victor so will probably Victor love. Victor and I, giddy up. All We're right. gonna. Yeah. Um, Speaking of next week, uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, we're probably we're, we're not probably we're going to be recording this on a Wednesday night, not a Thursday night, just because of uh, the 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 days the holidays land on uh, Thursday and Friday the next couple of weeks. So, uh, you guys are all still good for next Wednesday. Uh, yep. All right, cool. Wine so, Wednesday instead of Thirsty Thursday. There you go. Instead of Thirsty I'll Thursday, cracking a bottle. Don't worry. We're Ooh, gonna do Wine yeah, Wednesday maybe. next week. So I'm gonna st- I'm gonna play us off with a track called <laughs> from the, from this episode called "To You" by Young Wonder. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we review and recap the Letterkenny Halloween special titled The Haunting of Modines 2. I haven't seen this one either, so this will be the thrill. Matt, uh, are you going to be able to watch this? I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> In the meantime, don't forget to give our sponsor, DG Pop Customs, some love. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at DG Pop Customs. On Twitter, he's Dennis Guggen, and he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Please rate us on iTunes. If you like the show, follow us on Twitter at ProtostanPod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to have some puppers and wrap some Christmas gifts. On behalf of Matt, Victor, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.